Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the 10th Inning Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion about the wide world of baseball, keeping you up to date on America's national pastime. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Miller and Caraguno. Welcome back to another episode of the 10th Inning Podcast here on Rowan Radio, Caraguno, alongside Jack Miller. Got some two guests in the house, Justin Locke, again, thank you for returning, and Brett Miller in the house today. We've got a lot to talk about. Not too much going on in the world of baseball, a lot more with the NBA and whatnot's going on, but that's <laughs> not for our podcast. So we've got a lot to break down in the MLB today. I think the biggest thing that we could talk about first things first is you, Darvish, because he gets this extension for six years. And that's a lot of years, especially on the Padres, $108 million through 2028. Just think about where you guys are going to be in 2028. It's kind of scary about that. But the Padres, their team is, you know, loading up right now because you're getting Tatis back, hopefully. You know, everything's going on with him. You get Xander now when you have Soto and all these other pieces. And we see, I mean, obviously the Phillies beat them, but they're getting kind of everything back together at this point. And we know what Darvish is capable of, his pitching abilities. Or he's a veteran in the, in the league. And, you know, he's, he's dominant. He can be very dominant at, at points in his career. But I think for the Padres, they're taking that risk with him. Six years is a while. But are they setting themselves up for the future right now? Are they planning for the long run? I mean, what are your, Jack, I guess, go to you first. What do you, what do you think about this whole thing? Well, before we even get started, this extension, as Brett told me before we got on, he's turning 42 yeah. in 2028. So he's pretty much ending his career as a Padre, and um, I think it's a good deal for the Padres because I think they're just trying to stay loaded for the long run, and they're trying to be that team that is just throwing money left and right, and that's pretty much what they've been doing this entire offseason. You get Xander, and now you extend you Darvish. Like, um, then you have to wait on Tatis. So they're trying to be a very loaded team, and, um, I mean, they're doing it um, with extending you Darvish, and I think... Uh, me and Brett were talking about this even before. Like, Padres are probably number one in the NL at this point. And, I mean, that was the Dodgers last year, and the Dodgers have moved down, I would probably say, below top five um, because they lost players. They didn't really add anybody. They just lost players. And uh, the Padres are trying to be that team, and they're pretty much doing just that. Justin, what are you thinking about the whole Padres situation? I do think they're number one in the NL at this point. The betting odds don't say so. The betting odds have uh, the Mets, Dodgers, and the Braves above the Padres wow. on multiple platforms. Wow. That's today. That's as of, yeah, today, wow. February 9th, <laughs> 2023. Because um, I just checked before I got here. Um, but again, as we said, a fully healthy team, Tati's coming back. This team is very scary. You, mm. I mean, the lineup is scary. One to nine, you're going to have many guys go off. And the pitching, obviously Darvish coming back. They have Joe Musgrove, Musgrove. Like you're gonna have, and Blake Snell. Like you have options. Like it's not yeah. like they just have one pitcher or two. You have multiple guys that can hit in the lineup. And again, I mean, you got Soto, Machado, Bogarts, Nelson Cruz. I believe is there. Maybe he's not. I don't remember. But Trent Grisham. Like you, you have pieces. It's not like a oh a couple guys here and there. Like the Dodgers are always hyped up every year. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. They got that one year, 2020, when Snell got pulled from that game. But Besides that, the Dodgers haven't really shown up to anything. So 
I would say they're number one. Yeah. Yeah, and for the Padres, I mean, you got to think each of these players have had playoff experience because they've kept everyone from last year, and they even had playoff experience um, like some of these players before they got onto the Padres, um, like Xander Bogarts. He was in that 2018 run with the Red Sox. And uh, Brett, we'll bring you in. Like, what are your thoughts on the on the, on the Padres? I mean, you were saying they were number one before we even got. I on. do comfortably think that they're number one. I think the deal money wise makes a lot of sense. Darvish was set to be a free agent after this year. He's looking at I think eighteen million uh, a year average it's it's a good deal I mean Padres are pushing all their chips in this move just solidifies that as them trying to be the consensus consensus number one in the NL I think this deal definitely pushes them forward and comfortably into top one or two teams I want to touch on the Braves because you mentioned that the Braves were above uh, the Padres but in my opinion I just don't see them out beating like Mets and Phillies, no yeah. bias, yes. like bias aside right, for me, right? right? <laughs> so, um, like, I legit think that the Phillies got way better, the Mets got way better, but the Braves, they stayed the same, and they lost Dansby Swanson, who I yeah. think is a huge key point yeah. for um, that Braves team. So I don't know what they're going to do with the loss of Swanson. They'll probably put Grissom at short. But, I mean... Kara, like having the Braves above the Padres, that's a very interesting situation because they didn't really make any moves. I mean, I know they're a great team, but they just kept everyone and lost Swanson. Yeah, I think if you think about the NL as a whole, you think there's just so so many good teams, especially with the Phillies coming out of that last year. And you, like we said, you talked about them breaking out in the league, and then they go on their crazy playoff run, and that's going to be in people's radars because people want to play for Philly now. You get, you get Trey Turner, you get all these, you get these stars, and then the Braves. I think they're kind of still riding high in that momentum of their, their World Series championship a couple of years ago because we know they're very talented. We know that yeah. they have the pieces, but they're staying, kind of staying stagnant while everybody else in the division and then the NL is getting better. Yeah. So they're thinking, all right, we still have so much talent, which they do. You can't deny that they have talent. They have playoff mm-hmm. experience. They have championship experience. But you can't sit still when everybody else is getting better. At this point in the league, it's so stacked that you just can't afford to keep staying where you are. I think the Braves have done it right, though, locking up the young stars. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely forgot they brought in Sean Murphy, who's bound to be, I yeah. think he's he's definitely one of the better catchers in the league. But like Better in experience. You can't say like he's that much better than, oh, no, than, no. than Williams. He's not better than the Contreras and the Real Mitos of the world. But well, like, but not Wilson, Williams Contreras that they had. Yes, like, who so, like, went, like, Minnesota? It's not a huge leap. I mean, it's a leap, but like it's not like leaps and bounds of... Trey Turner and Segura. And right yeah, now, so. the deficit of losing Swanson hurts tremendously. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, Swanson was a key point. Yeah. I mean, he was like, I feel like everyone likes Swanson. Even if you weren't even a Braves fan, yeah. I feel like everyone likes Swanson. So just having Swanson absent, I think, is just going to be a huge upset for them. I, I think mean, you're looking at Orlando Arcia, or I'm looking right now yeah, at Danny like, Anchevarria. Like, you don't yeah. you don't know. Like, just, it's, a, it's a huge downgrade. Yeah. Plug in holes at that point. And the point. shortstop's yeah. like the captain of the team. Yeah. Like, Usually they have some standpoint on the team, and having him gone, I mean, might have a huge effect. I mean, like Swanson gone yeah. is just it's, it's not a good look. And I think after we'll be careful. Acuna has to stay healthy. I think mm-hmm. that's a big part. And mm-hmm. I mean, you do have Michael Harris. You know, NL Rookie of the Year. You have him. He's a young. He's a young star, and he's he's a great player in the outfield. A great defender. Obviously, he's incredible. But I think that. I mean, their pitching is still good. You have Strider, who we saw, you know, in the playoffs, and Max Fried, so, and Charlie Morton. You still have your, you still have a good rotation too. But can they kind of consistently compete with those teams? Because in their division alone, it, there's so many teams. So it's, I think that's going to be a great division as well. But I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think that we said that we thought the Mets were going to finish before them, and yeah. or the Phillies too. So I think it kind of depends how this team. I think the first, this is a team that I think could get hot. 
at any given point, and they're they're a good team. You can't deny that. But they're at this point. Everybody in the NL is kind of getting stacked and getting ready to face. I think with the AL, you kind of know who's going to be the top teams. The NL yeah. is a completely different monster in, in this case. Yeah, exactly. Like, you kind of know who is going to come out of the AL. But when it comes to the NL, it's you, you some like the Padres, for all we know, like all their players could get injured and they could be the bottom of the, like, bottom of the league. Like, who knows? But uh, Justin, I mean, Dansby Swanson lost. I mean, you, he goes to the Cubs, right? And that improves the Cubs, I feel like, tremendously for what they were last year, right? But um, having just keeping stagnant is not a good look. I feel like you had to. I feel like they had to have had some sort of shortstop in that uh, in that department this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, of course, there was shortstops going on the market many times, and they didn't really get anybody. We talk about Dansby Swanson all the time, and as he gets taken away, goes to the Cubs. I mean, you didn't really get an option, and. That's why I'm confused. Like I'm looking at, like I looked at two or three different things, and it's telling me that the Braves are j- just within the Padres if they're not past them. Which I don't. There's no way if the Padres are healthy and not right now. Even not even anymore. even with the Phil, the, like the Phillies were lower than the Braves there, and I don't. I don't, I don't understand, I understand that. That, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, exactly. Because the Phillies improved. Like they kept like they kept their players, but yeah. they improved. They also the Braves kept their players. Wiped and the Braves and yeah. the DS. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Braves just kind of froze when they came to Philly. Like, like they want they they split us in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then they just froze up in in Philly and. The bottom of the lineup had no involvement at all. I, Michael Harris was the only player of that bottom of the lineup that got a hit, and that was in Game Four. So it's like, like who can you rely on going down the road? And, the, and, and you like these guys don't have play, playoff experience. I mean, they do now, but you saw that they froze up in the playoffs. Like you can get all these good young guys and keep them for however long or whatever. But when it comes playoff time, Brett, I mean. Like some of these young guys just freeze up as it's yeah. as the Braves did. Like like Justin said, this was the year to go get a marquee shortstop. And the Braves not only did they not, they lost a marquee shortstop in a market where if there was a year to do it, this was the year. And like you said earlier, shortstop's the anchor of the infield, captain of the team, and it's one of those players down the spine you talk about. Like they have center field solidified, shortstop and catcher, and that's a very big hole that yeah. they have to fill. And Kara, you know a lot about captain of shortstop. Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> Yankee fan, yeah, Derek Jeter. I mean, I mean, if you if like, let's say like, I know Derek Jeter is completely different than Swanson. Don't of get course. me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, like let's say like when it was down, like when when he retired, right? Yeah. Like that's a huge hole to fill, right? Even if it's a hole like Swanson to fill. I mean, how tough is it to like lose a shortstop kind of like Jeter when he retired? It's tough because. I think also we have to think consider the fact that that was years ago. In today's day and age, it's a lot different because it's yeah. not the shortstop anymore. That's a lot of time the stars are in the outfield. A lot of the stars, the tar- they even they're the DH. It's, it's a different game than how it is before. But when you lose somebody, especially who's been on the team their whole career, which Swanson was, and yeah. that's, I think, a big factor. Because it's not like Swanson was there for a couple of years. He developed, and he, I mean, he was highly sought after in college. He, he you know, was making, making names for himself. But he was the face of the organization, and then the team was kind of built around him. Everybody was kind of, and Swanson was the anchor. He was he was the guy in that, who was the face of the organization. And to lose somebody, one of the faces, I should say, of the organization, but to be, lose somebody like that, of that caliber, like you said, it's your, your captain on the squad. Whether it's said or not, it, it is. He, he leads the, the offense. It's somebody who can go in and calm down the pitcher. Somebody who can go in and control the infield and tell him the pace of the game. And it, it's hard because if you talk about the chemistry on the team as well, it's going to be different. Your second base, shortstop, third base, everybody, it's going to be different. So I think chemistry is going to be a big factor. But the Padres, I mean, excuse me, the Braves, they're a very, very good team. But to lose somebody of that caliber, 
it's it's making a huge factor. I mean, if you look about the Yankees right now and their shortstop IKF, you, that's, it's it's hard because you could think a lot of times you think the shortstops have to be these, these stars. Somebody like Correa on the squad, you have to think Jeremy Pena. Now there's the shortstops are the young stars, but in teams when they're not the stars, are the teams successful? Do you have to be? Do you have to have the best the least back shortstop or the best division shortstop on your team to win? You can, you cannot, but. It's going to be hard. Who's going to step up for the Braves is going to be? Yeah. Is it somebody in their minors? Is it somebody in their system? Because a lot of other young guys, a lot of these other teams have really good systems. And the Braves system, I think they're decent enough, but their systems have better shortstops and prospects, I think, coming in. So I think Braves have got some work to do, but you don't want to rely on somebody who's been coming off the bench their whole career to kind of fill in that, that shortstop void to somebody like Swanson. Yeah, so where do you think that the Braves will stand when it comes playoff time? Do you think they'll like make wild card? Because you got to think it's either going to be Mets, Phillies for the East. Yeah. Do you think they're making wild card, or do you think they might come short like the Brewers did this year? I think they'll make the playoffs. I think that they obviously it's so 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 early to even think about that, but I think that the team they can make the playoffs. Whether yeah. or not they're successful in the playoffs is a different story, especially considering you know they cracked last year under pressure. But I think that they they'll make the playoffs. I think that they're just a, a good team. They are a very good, very good team. But I think they'll make the playoffs. It's just going to be different from what they were expecting. Like the Cubs, they're gearing up too. They've gotten some pieces, and you never know what's going to happen with them. But Again, I think Braves are just kind of holding on to their momentum, and I think they can still, you know, make some noise, but we'll see how far it gets them. Well, we got to move on to spring training. Spring training is actually, or pitchers and catchers, will be starting in uh, exactly a week, a week from today. Exciting. But World Baseball Classic people have to go in on Monday, on the 13th. So, But um, they have new hats for spring training, and uh, I wanted to harp on this because just, just because of how they look. Um, obviously... We're a radio podcast. We can't show you how they look. but um, Paint the picture. Paint the picture. Pa- we'll paint the picture. So pretty much they have like a cool logo. They usually have a cool logo for spring training, which is nice. Um, but the the back of the hats have mesh. And mesh on hats is pretty much they have tiny little holes in the, in the back of their hats. Mm. And... I mean, for bald players, this <laughs> <laughs> like realistic. How many bald players? Yeah, great but, question. Great but like question. the Jacob Stall. I mean, Jacob Stallings won't Stallings, be wearing a hat. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like if Stallings was in the field, right? Like, <laughs> the bacon. He's, he's gonna be. He's he's gonna look like a tomato out in the field. I mean, like, like come on, like you can't have mesh on your hats. I mean, I think Tim Anderson might be. Bald, I'm not sure, but like, but <laughs> Next like, these, who's bald? But like, but no matter if you're bald or not, right? Like, that's gonna. I feel like having mesh is just a bad idea because that's just gonna make your body just warmer because you part of your actual body is more exposed, right? So if your hair is just warming up, that's just gonna keep making you sweatier and sweatier and whatnot. So, I mean. Right. What are your thoughts on <laughs> mesh oh, hats? Do you like them or no? Like just the mesh part itself. The mesh part itself, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't think that it looks good from the eye. I'm also not a fan. We talked about this before the show. We we pulled up a few. The solid color yeah. of like yeah. like the Cardinals, for example, it's all red everywhere. Yeah. It just is hard on the eye and I don't oh, I just saw that because for the Nationals. The Nationals they have Brutal. like they have like the Capitol building, I think, in theirs. Mm-hmm. But it's red and so is their hat. Like yeah. you can't tell that like from far away <clears throat> that there's a Capitol building or some important building oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. on their hat, right? Like it's just not a good look, Kara. <laughs> yeah, I am I'm not by any means a fashion, you know, icon or whatever connoisseur <laughs> by any means, but yeah, I think some of these are a little bit 
I'm looking at pictures right now. Some of them are not the best looking, especially the summer. A lot of those hats are black too, which is yeah. obviously not going to be the best yeah, thing. Yeah, because it's 80 degrees and you're down south, yeah, like Florida, in Arizona, right. Texas, Florida. Like, And I think the salt, you can't do like solid, you can't do red on red, blue on blue, like black on black. You can't see mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. You can't see the team who they are. So I think that's kind of like, uh, they're not going to make a lot of money off these hats. I don't know if they're, that's their marketing scheme. It's not yeah. really doing too well. I think you just kind of stay with the basics. I mean, yeah. obviously change it up for spring training and whatnot, but- you gotta do better than that. <laughs> yeah, not not too approved, not too happy with these some of these hats right now. I mean, there might be a thing with like airflow to the head, but it's like not really that much of an improvement. I mean, the, the whole season they were the other teams like in Arizona and LA, yeah. they're hot all the time. Like. But it's like it just seems cheap, in my opinion. Like mesh, I feel like is cheaper than uh than than act like the hats that me and Brett are wearing, which is like full fabric throughout the entirety of the of the hat. I mean, Connor in, is in the other room right now. He's got it mesh in his back, but it looks like it's a floppier hat. It's a less sturdier hat, so it just seems cheap, in my opinion. I mean, Justin, what are your thoughts on the new spring training hats? Yeah, looking through it right now, uh, they're forty six dollars each on oh MLBTheShop.com. dot com. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that for that. No. Uh, yeah, again, they're just they're trying to do something different. I mean, it's you it, it just. Yeah. You struck out here. It's, yeah. it's pretty much is that. I mean, yeah. they try to do something different. I mean, again, we talk about the color schemes. It's they try to be simple here. We go all red with one, and that didn't really look like well. Like I don't know. I mean, every year you can try something different, but I would say twenty twenty four they should not do that now. <laughs> Already canceled before they even started. Next episode, everybody bring in their favorite MLB hat and we'll compare <laughs> to these hats. I think we'll we got our next uh, yeah. segment. Yeah. I do have my Blue Rocks hat in my oh, backpack. There, you go. there so. we go. Blue Rocks hat. <laughs> That's we'll probably say. my hat that I bring. We in, should do like minor league hats too. That would be yeah. a good one. Minor league logos and minor yeah, league yeah. teams and, lo- and hats that we like. That'd be kind it's of It's a shame MLB doesn't really capitalize on this. Yes. Like yeah. spring training, like you're not tied down to. I can't imagine there's as many regulations. Like go for it or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just do try it. Try some. Oh, but not this. Not, not this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> try something else. Yeah. Try and actually like have a diverse color scheme. Yeah. Try something else. But there's, I guess. New, I guess, looks also as well for the regular season. Um, there's not going to be mesh hats, but um, there's going to be uh, advertisements starting to appear on um, for all the jerseys. Some of them started to leak, and the two that leaked were the Angels. I think there was it was like the like American Federal Foundation or something. But the one that I definitely know was that Moromoto is now um, the official advertisement for the Padres jerseys. And, uh, Kara, I wanted your thoughts on this first. Um, what do you, do you like having the ad besides the Nike logo, obviously, um, starting to appear like the NBA started doing like a few years ago, like it's on the sleeve. It's not like on their chest, like in the NBA it's, I mean, obviously NBA doesn't have sleeves anymore, but like they have them on their sleeve. So do you think it's a plus for both the MLB and the organizations that they're having, or what? Are, what are your thoughts on it? I think, like, I know WNBA does it. I know soccer is a huge thing to have the ads mm-hmm. on there like that. It, I think as long as it's not, I think, the taking away from the jersey, that's kind of one thing. I mean, you want the jersey. You're not going to buy a jersey, and I don't want to walk around with the jersey on if I'm supporting, let's say, the Yankees or something. I don't want to walk around with an ad on it or something like that because yeah. you're buying it for the player. But I understand you have to make money, and I understand that that's – a team want if a company wants to sponsor their jerseys and they're paying money for it, you have to put the logo on there somewhere. I think as long as it doesn't take away from too much of the yeah. jersey, I don't mind it. I I would rather it not be there, but of course you have to understand money and finances and advertising is a huge thing. I mean, when a player literally walks around with your company and splattered all over the jersey, that's a huge thing yeah. for marketing. So I think it kind of I don't think this would ever fly back then. I don't think it would it wouldn't do as well, but 
these are kind of the times that if other leagues are doing it, NBA, and I think also the MLB doesn't get as much attention on national television, things like yeah. that, compared to the NBA, c- compared to the NFL. So maybe this is a thing that companies want to do just to get more eyes on their jerseys, you know, whether on TV, the national games, the local games. It's just something I think maybe we'll, well, I think we'll see more often, but I think we'll see maybe more leaks kind of come out soon as leaks are going to come because people are going to figure it out either way. Yeah, and for the G League, they have they some some teams on there uh, yeah. or some sponsors are on their like their waistline kind of like right before the sh- the shorts and like NBA has them on their chest obviously um, NFL doesn't really have any yeah, uh, unless it's the Super Bowl obviously they'll support the Super Bowl but right. Justin do you think the sleeve is like a good spot for the advertisement I mean because you gotta think like they're batting mo- like most players bat so it's like it's on their sleeve so it's gonna be on camera most of the time do you think the sleeve is like the perfect spot for like an MLB advertisement? I think it's a good spot. I mean, again, they're going for marketing. Most obviously, these sponsors want to get their name out there more, but they're not going to get. Let's say these kids are going to see a sponsorship on a jersey and be like, "Oh, I want to go buy." Like, it's yeah. not like obviously that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, I don't know, whatever. Let's say it's a Taco Bell sponsor, like something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, they they want something to happen. Like, they want more fans to come in and buy their Taco Bell or buy Burger King. Like, yeah. obviously, it's not going to be food sponsorship, yeah. but you get the point. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah. and I think the sleeve's a good spot. You're going to see the sleeve a lot. Like you, you wouldn't want it to be on somebody's back if you're always going to see the front or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, and I think, yeah, obviously other leagues, MLS, I believe, was the first one to start it, and right. it's it was it's not a bad thing at all. I think it's a good thing. I think having sponsorship makes a couple more things on the jersey pop out, and maybe the color pops out, and I think. MLB, obviously they're doing it, but I think they should have done it a while back. I think. Yeah, I mean, like as like as you said, like the Lakers, their their uh, their sponsorship is Wish. Like I'm not going to go on Wish right. instead of like Amazon. You know? <laughs> right, right. So, um, but I wanted to th- touch on this with you, Brett. So with the patch, it's like a big. It's like it's going to be a, a patch on like for more more moto. It's a big circle on your sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that some of these like ads? could affect some players' swings for the extra weight that's on a sleeve. That's actually interesting. I think that could also affect pitchers, too. Yeah. You know how meticulous pitchers are. Yeah, with because like it's patches. Kind of it's not yeah. like a little sticker like yeah, the NBA stitched has. On. Yeah, yeah, it's stitched on. It's stitched on. I don't know. I think that it's tough because if you put it on the sleeve, you could have problems with that. But if you also put it right here, it could also look really, really bad. Yeah. You have the Nike logo here. I know Phillies is across. Yeah, teams the Yankees have would, a logo right here. Yeah, some teams like the Yankees. So it's really tough. There. I think sleeve is more effective, but you could catch some backlash from players. Yeah, and I mean some like advertisements. I mean the two that were released was the Mormoto because, and the reason I brought that up is because Mormoto is a big circle on your sleeve, so it's a big patch on your sleeve. But with the Angels, it's like it's some foundation. I can't remember the name, but it's it's like a tiny little rectangle that's across the sleeve, which probably wouldn't affect anything because of the. Um, the stitching of the sleeve itself. But, like, do you think it has an effect care at all or no? Like, the bigger the sponsor, like, the... I think it just might get in the way. I think players might just think it's a little, like, nuisance. They're just going to be like, okay, it's this little ad we have to, you know, wear it or whatever. But I know, like, to your point, Brett, some pitchers are so, my routine, I need to have this sleeve, I need to wear this, I need to have this sleeve on, this thing, I have to, like, touch this five times. Like, you (laughs) know, the whole routine. Baseball players are very, Right, they're superstitious about everything, so you don't really know. But I don't think, unless it's a huge, like, gigantic ad which I don't know what company would do that anyway I don't think it's going to be a huge deal but I did see to kind of transition to uniforms Royals bringing back their powder blue for opening day I think I I love that I think that's like iconic I think that's going to be incredible but I think other teams because I know Phillies do powder blue too and I think Mm -hmm. that those are cool so I'm, I'm hoping that 
more uniforms we'll see like the different types i know yankees don't really change anything they don't really differ but there's certain teams that you see like even the astros their uniforms and i know they'll probably do like the city connect ones or whatever it is how many teams are coming out with that i think it's usually seven a year so i think there's 14 Uh out right now and um i think that there'll probably be seven more i think this year who knows that's good Um, for baseball yeah but like i'll i'll we'll make this a conversation (laughs) what do you who what teams do you want to see have a connect jersey brad I think Pittsburgh would be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. they have one, no. but I know that they could. The bridge and Pittsburgh's pretty, pretty rich. That'd be cool. That'd I like cool. PNC Bank, or the, yeah. not PNC, but the PNC Bank, or, the skyline. Even, like I don't even know what the bridge is called, but, oh, like, yeah, no. but the bridge. We yes, know. the bridge. I think I know Marlins have one. Marlins ones a, is pretty cool. It's I'm, not bad. Yeah, I liked the Padres one at first, and then I was watching it the other day, and I was like, it's. Right. Like the pink and green? It's like the pink and green with the oh, white. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's a yeah, mainly yeah, white, yeah. though. With the neon, right? Yeah, I'm like, it's okay. It's not great. I mean, <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, for me, it's, like, it's mainly white, mm-hmm. and it has the neon colors. Yeah. But their helmet is all neon. Yes. Which kind of, I mean, I guess yeah. you're trying to make up for the white, but it's, like, it just seems like a lot. I mean, I was you, a, like, what What would your thoughts be if they, like, for the Yankees, like, if they well, had one? They would do, it could do, like, the Empire State Building. They could do... I don't know. I feel like the Yankees, because then you have to think about the Mets, too. Mm-hmm. You think what they would do, and they're... Jerseys. Like iconic teams. Like yeah, that. like, I think the Yankees could do... They could do something. I, I don't know if they would do, a, like, an all-navy, like, their dark blue or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's hard. It's tough. Like, because then they, they wear pinstripes, but then the connect jersey for the White Sox is their, their pinstripes. Mm-hmm. I think that jersey is really good. I like that That's one nice. a lot, Because but. with the Red Sox, no one would have thought it would be yellow and that blue. That was ugly. Like, like, ugly. like, but, <sighs> like... Do you like that's an iconic team, right? Yeah. Like, you like you kind of have can't mess that up. They kind of did. They did. Right? They, did. they bad, dropped the ball. Bad, yeah. But like, like you have to make sure, like especially with like the more iconic teams with the Yankees, yeah, Mets. I would, yeah, like Yankees and Dodgers. Mets. Dodgers, oh like gosh. I mean, well, the Dodgers already have one, don't they? They have yeah, the Los Dodgers one, right? I think yeah. it's blue. Oh, really? blue I think blue, so. Yeah, yeah. it's all yep. solid blue, and it's just Los Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, there's so much added pressure. I mean, they had to be careful with that. It's a long time team, but it's right. like, but, uh, but Justin, what do you think? Like for, do you think like these iconic teams like need one or do you think they got to hold off for a little bit and then, and see, like to make sure that it looks right before they release it. Like they fumbled with the Red Sox. I would say you wait till you have the greatest version of the Jersey you can. <laughs> yeah. I, again, you said the Red Sox. I, I mean, when I was like, Oh, Red Sox, I was, I looked at it as I, it just wasn't yeah. what like it should have been. They have a whole explanation. Like, apparently, like, Boston's, like, known for their mustard or whatever. But it's, like, <laughs> but no I've never knows. heard of that before. Yeah, either. what was that? Like, <laughs> like, but, like, yeah, just these Connect jerseys, they, I hope they look good for whoever they come out with yeah. this year. Um, Who else would be a good team? I'm trying to think. Yeah. I feel like the Cardinals. Royals, the Cardinals have one? I don't, I don't think, think so. I think Cardinals so. might be good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Cardinals, really cool. The Arch. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, yeah. I do like the Pittsburgh idea. Who else? Chicago, um, both Chicago's, I think, are really good. With I really the like Wrigleyville the White Sox. And the, the East Sox. and the South so Side nice. stuff. That's yeah. super cool. I, I like the all black. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's I really cool. like the Rockies. Yeah, I was going to say, really? how do you I feel about the Rockies? I really like the Rockies. I like it, but I don't know about the green. If it was I purple, if it was purple, I think I would really like it. Like green, I'm yeah. like, like the mountains are cool. That's cool. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. really like, cool. But I think if, uh, I don't know. I don't know what color you would want the mountains or like the yeah. landscape would be, though. Like, purple maybe but it's like yeah like you don't know like it's 
like the, those teams though, those teams are solid with their their connectors. I think it's easier to do a team like the Rockies than like the Dodgers or Yankees. There's so much yeah, added yeah. pressure. Like, like I feel like it's it's the Yankees. Like you like for now, I feel like the like I'd say the two best teams to do for right now would be Pittsburgh and Seattle. I feel like those. Seattle, Seattle would be good. Yeah. I think Seattle like you can add like the Space Needle and stuff like that. Like that'd be a cool feature to have, or like something kind of space related or like ocean related because it's Mariners. So. Um, but I think those connectors would be um, would be pretty cool um, for that. But moving right along, we got uh, they announced the new rules for um, the MLB the pitch clock. Right? Um, do we think like I'll push this to Kara first because we've witnessed the pitch right. clock um, with the Blue Rocks, our whole internship and stuff like that. It was twenty seconds uh, in between batters, thirty seconds between uh, or no, thirty seconds in between batters, twenty seconds if no one's on. And it was, I think, 15 or 12 for if there was someone on base or something. Um, but it's now in the MLB, right? Do we? Do you like it, first of all? Like, did like did you like it when we were doing Blue Rocks? Obviously, the games were quicker, so that was a right. plus. But um, does it, I, don't, I mean, it doesn't, from my perspective, it doesn't really have a huge impact on the game. But it, it's, oh, like, the games are going to be over in two, two and a half hours instead of, like, three, three and a half hours. So Yeah, I think... I like, I mean, if you love baseball, you're going to sit there and watch the whole game or listen to the game. Like, you're not going to be like, uh, you don't you want to tune in. If you're a fan of baseball, you're tuning in, and you know how long pitchers take. You know how long batters take. They elongate every single at-bat. It's just a game of baseball, and that's, I think, what you get to enjoy about the game. So I'm not, I wasn't the hugest pitch clock fan. I know, and like we talked about, pitchers have their routines. Pitchers are so superstitious in how many times they get the raws and they come back and their whole routine. But we saw it in the minor leagues firsthand, and we know that the rules change because players who were coming down from rehab or guys who were in the majors they didn't have the pitch clock they didn't have to work with that which was a factor and then you can kind of see how it affected so the guys in the minors are gonna let's just say for example somebody like painter or mick abel those guys were used to the pitch Mm -hmm. clock they may be able to easily transition into the mlb but when you have players who are pitching the minor league uh, the major leagues and then they're going to throw with this pitch clock I think they're going to be kind of upset. You know, you have those veteran pitchers. Like, could you imagine Kershaw or Garrett Cole or these guys? You know, they're not going to be too happy yeah. about this. Like, I think the biggest person that's going to be a huge no for it is Scherzer, just yeah. because he has his routine. Like, like he'll get like he'll pitch if like he'll make sure the first pitch doesn't happen if he wants to go warm up. Like, yeah, it's like Scherzer. Like the older guys are definitely going to be. Yeah, Degrom. Like yeah. you think because it's, if the bases are empty, it's fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. If there's runners on, it's twenty, and then between hitters, it's thirty seconds. And then if you violate as a pitcher, it's a ball. And if you violate it as a batter, you get a strike. So not only is there, you're getting, you're getting, you can mess up your whole count, which is kind of insane because mm-hmm. you could lead so many, I, I was looking at the comments on like Twitter or Instagram and people were saying, you know, what if this affects the World Series or what if you went off a walk off, you can make a mistake and yeah. it's a ball four or it's a strike three because you didn't get in the batter's yeah. box. Like those are little things I'm sure they'll change during the playoffs, but it, I, I think we saw it firsthand. It probably cut around half an hour, I would say. Yeah. And it depends on the pitcher and whatnot. But it cut off around a half an hour, so I don't know. Obviously, things go longer in the majors, but I think it's just gonna people are gonna be more upset than they are. I think happy, and it's gonna be um, less effective. And I think I don't know what you guys kind of think, Justin and Brett. But uh, I'm kind of like, eh, that's my that's my final. I don't know how to describe it. Like I'm fifty yeah. fifty right now. What do you think, Justin? I think again, like, as Brett said earlier, like some pitchers have they have their emotion they go through, and if they one little thing is off. Or you gotta speed it up, just like kind of like a free throw routine. If if it's all like if your mind's off, something's off, you're gonna pitch really badly that day. That day, and it's gonna be the whole season. You know, not like it's just a one game thing. And 
the Athletics said um, that it uh, minor league games were sped up by twenty minutes last season because of the pitch clock. So yeah, it's 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 gonna help be like speed it up. But again, as as Kara said, if if you're a baseball fan, you don't care how long the game is. You just want to watch a good baseball game. You don't yeah. want to. I mean, some games do drag out. Some games go scoreless for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, speeding it up and then getting a strike because you weren't in the box in time or not getting a pitch off because the ball. I mean, there's a lot of things that can change the game, and that is one of them. So I think it's a, a – I don't know if it's a great thing. I mean, we'll find out this season if if it's really bad and some pitchers are just really, really not getting their, their pitches off and it turns into easy walks for people then. But I doubt once, – once we probably get into like – May and June, they'll probably get it down, and it'll probably be just like in the back back of our memory. We won't even really realize the pitch clock's going on. Yeah, I mean, Kara, when you did Blue Rocks, you did it before the pitch clock was out. Right, right. So what, like, when the game ended, I feel like for us when we did it uh, with the pitch clock, we got out at around like nine thirty. What yeah. was what was the time that you got out usually when it was before pitch very clock? late? Yeah, it was we, like eleven. It was very very late, and I will say, you know, watching it in the minors and the games were long. They were long, but there's other changes that were factored because then you have the double header, you have the runner on second, you have seven inning rules. If you have the double headers, there's a bunch of new rules that the minors are implementing. But seeing it kind of go in for in differentiation from this, I I think. Seeing it in the minors, it's, it's tough because the games were so long. And in the minors, you have teams that are – there's a huge differential in talent and a lot in the minors. And some teams, they were not – they were struggling. And then you had teams who were just killing them. And it, it, the games were long. They were dragging out themselves. So I don't think the pitching – it was it was just long games in general. But last year, you could see there was a couple of us, two or, I think maybe two or three of us, who were there for two years. So we knew the difference of it, what, what it was yeah. like. And I think that the, t- the time had to be between 20 and 30 minutes. You don't really think that's a long time at all. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, that's like, could be an inning or two. That could be, you know, if it's dependent. I mean, we've had innings go like an hour almost. So we've had innings go 40 minutes before. Like, and I, I know when the Renegades played the, um, the Blue Rocks, there was like, like, I think eight home runs. So that's in one game. So yeah. that's like a long game in itself. So yeah, you called that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a long game, me and Aaron Hook. So that that was a there I think it just you never know what's really gonna happen, but I think it will definitely speed it up a, a little bit, whether people will take to that or not. I mean you can I think if you, if you think about it as well, you can go run if you're in the stands, you can go run and get, you know, a hot dog or go to the bathroom and then come back and the inning's still gonna be on. But if you have the pitch clock and you never really know, yeah. you just just little things like that for the game of baseball, it really makes a huge difference whether twenty minutes it actually is a lot in the game itself. So how big of a difference do you think, Brett, is it gonna be for, for these MLB players, especially the older yeah. ones? I have it pulled up on Bleach Report. As of twenty seventeen the average pitch like between pitches was twenty three point eight. So that's what three seconds over what they want yeah, it to be exactly i think it's gonna have the same kind of backlash as the shifts where yeah. like players are gonna be like no yeah. no shot no shot but then the higher ups are just gonna force it and it's un- like it's it is what it is yeah and well that's a great segue we have new shift that's a new rule this year and slightly bigger bases i mean that has a little effect but no shift now i mean you can only have two infielders on both sides of second base and i mean you can have someone kind of protecting like the middle. I don't know if you know this, Kara, or any of you guys, but like, for like, let's say a ball goes up the middle, right, directly up the middle, is right? <laughs> a is a guy like like let's say like the second base is trying to reach for it, right? Is he allowed to reach over like over the 
over the imaginary line. Has to. Yeah, yeah, you have to be like, able to. Like, I, I just didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't I know sure. That was like, that's going to be like a penalty, like someone yeah. can move, advance a base or whatever. I, it's going to be a good year for MLB averages. <laughs> yeah, Batting averages are going to be very good this year. Yeah, I mean, from like, I don't know. Um, is there like, like if someone goes, like, let's say there is three players, like, are they just going to tell them to like, hey, go over? Or are they going to have like some sort of like penalty towards them? Or is it just like, just get back? Like, I don't know. Probably just shift over. Yeah. And they probably won't play. I guess they'll just stop, pause the game or yeah. first. I can take a timeout. Okay, yeah, because that's know. what I was thinking. But, but yeah. So no. So a lot of players that have a shift um, nowadays because a lot of players like to pull the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, especially I feel like left-handed. I was gonna say lefties are. Like, yeah, yeah, lefties are usually pull hitters. So, um, but like right-handers like Judge or like I mean, yeah. and also players like Harper who is a lefty. Yeah. They can both those guys can hit either way. Um, but now they have a shift, uh, or no shift, excuse me. They have no shift on. I mean, it means there might be some fielding alignment for different players, but it's like you're going to expect the shortstop, if it's a lefty, that pulls to be as close to second mm -hmm. base as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, like the biggest guy that was complaining was Joey Gallo. When yeah, <laughs> oh, my God, Joey Gallo. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, Justin, what do you think of the no shift? Do you think, like, it's going to um, – bring like as brett said batting averages up like do we do you think it's going to do that or do you think it's going to have um a less effect like that I, again it's based off if the guy hits the ball or not if it could i mean of course if it is up the middle like those plays and there's a rule you can't move left or right on that play then yeah you might get more hits but i do think it's kind of like if you took away zone defenses in basketball or football like if you really said oh you can't run this that and then they could just really abuse that, but obviously that's two different sports. But with baseball, of course, if uh, as you said, pull hitters, if the lefty comes up and you can't have three over there, you're going to have two. There's going to be more opening. So I would say it probably gives you a couple more hits. I don't think it's going to be like a a big boost or anything. I think it's going to be maybe couple people go up, up like point one or point two in their batting average. I don't think it's going to be a, a drastic change. Yeah, a couple points. Yeah, but it's like you have to think like it's their fault for being able to just pull the ball yes. constantly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's their fault for not going in the opposite, opposite way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Kara, do you, like, it, I think it's kind of pointless. Like, it's smart to have, like, a shift on for a guy that pulls like, pulls baseballs, like like Bellinger. That's the first yeah. one that comes to mind. I, I think of Rizzo, too, because if, yeah, if, Rizzo, if, if yeah. you can't hit that way, the team is, has every right to, to kind of, Align their defense like that's like saying in basketball if you don't have a left hand guard the guy to the left or make them go left That's kind of like exactly yeah. what, what the point is you can't just say oh you can't play defense this way It's kind of yeah. it's kind of pointless because if you think about it Well Rizzo did I know he did it before if everybody's playing you to pull and you just bunt it down the third base side and you get a hit or you can mm -hmm. get a double but then you have guys who go and, now you, and I've seen teams who even four outfielders that's not like you can't do that anymore yeah, either. You can't even go like an infielder can, can't even go to the grass can anymore. outfielders shift I'm sure they can right? still shade, right? They, I'm sure they have all shade, the. Yeah. They still have all the metrics for that. So, yeah, like, once you get past the infield, you still have those guys playing you to all your hotspots. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, for the uh, for the playoffs for the Phillies, I remember I saw this on online. Castellanos, his uh, they had the analytics team for the Phillies were so smart that they figured out the best place to put Castellanos, and they put Castellanos um, more towards right center because um, the side that he was the best on was coming in on his left. And that's like you. We saw him make great diving plays from his left, right, right. in the playoffs. So there was it was game one of NLDS, and it was game I think one of the World Series. Mm -hmm. So 
you have to like and so every ball that he came in on was to his left and if anything was to his right marsh would just come run over or veerling whoever was in center to come in on that on his bad side so there's still those analytics side for the outfield but i mean it doesn't seem like there's an outfield shift it's just all infield stuff yeah. so i mean if this affects guys like castianos or whoever has these metrics applied to them i mean Hopefully, there's not an outfield shift, but yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> oh that gosh. would be weird. Like everyone has to say in this it's like exact robot. spot. <laughs> it's like literally yeah. playing. Like I yeah. mean, robo umps. That's a whole different thing. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're they're testing that this year, right? Yeah, yeah. That's are scary. they testing that with us or no? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of scary. To that is think scary. about that. Like, yeah. ro- I think I'm assuming they're gonna try in like the rookie ball first. I assume or uh, single A, and then they'll probably move it into high A. But I don't think that's gonna be successful. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I think it's kind of cool though that like you can challenge a pitch, like because like if the if the robo op is wrong or whatever, right. like oh that was a ball, no that was a strike. Let's go check the Let's the scoreboard. I just hope it doesn't kill the game momentum wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think like it, do you think it will though? Or it no? pro- I mean, uh, with replay, like you've seen it in, like the NFL and the NBA, like replays take like three four yes. minutes, and you're just like oh my gosh. But then with MLB, I feel like you're trying to cut down on time between pitches, batters, things like that. And I just feel like that could set you back a little bit. Yeah, so I, it's probably set back a little bit. But, like, you know, like like in the NFL, like, you can't even uh, challenge a flag, right? Like, you can't challenge a pass interference or, like, a holding call or whatnot. And, I mean, you can't do that in the MLB. So, I mean, I think it might be a cool aspect to be able to challenge certain things because not, not all – like umpires or referees or whoever whatever the sport is like all humans aren't perfect i mean you can't get the perfect call every time i mean there's the one world series game where that one guy got every call right yeah but that doesn't happen every game no like there's always an umpire like statistic of like like, oh this guy got 86 percent of the calls right this guy got 90 percent of the calls right like no like no one's gonna get it perfect so adding robo ops justin i think might be a good idea just for the aspect of challenging uh, a ball or a strike yeah, I mean, as you said, other sports you can't you can't challenge a flag, and that's cost teams football games, and same with NBA NBA games. I mean, LeBron a couple of weeks ago gets fouled, and you can't oh, challenge yeah, that. So, challenge that. Yeah. so it's again like yeah, with with balls or strikes, because there's plenty of umpires who've had some very questionable calls over the years. And Angel Hernandez, Angel Hernandez <laughs> is an easy one, and in one game, <laughs> so. and that's what I'm saying. You you can't. I mean, well, you can. I mean, this is great op- great opportunity to challenge balls and strikes if you really want to. And I think we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't know how these uh, robot umps will do, but <laughs> hopefully, well enough. I mean, to take the place of regular umps would be that completely would be absolutely crazy. But mm-hmm. I do think it'd be interesting to see. So we have to wrap it up a little early today because a few of us have class. <laughs> but um, hey, I mean it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so focus on the academics. Of yeah, yep, yep, academic yep. weapons over here. <laughs> right. But um, we're gonna end it off for this episode of Tenth Inning with top three, uh, with top three scariest versions of players. Um, so I thought it would be pretty cool to have this. Uh, I saw this on TikTok one day and I was like, this would be super <laughs> cool for Tenth Inning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in here. So, um, but. Brett, you had some pretty good ones that you. <laughs> I was stewing on this for a while. Yeah. Jack, Jack can uh, vouch me on that one. Yeah, he was at this for a while. But Brett, do you have your full? Your yeah, full top I three? think I, I think I'm good. Okay. I have Dominic Brown for that one month for the Phillies, where he was just like the best player on the planet. <laughs> I have 2015 Josh Donaldson oh, on the Blue Jays, who's like he was so good. And I'm between 
Cy Young Kershaw, I think it was 14, okay. where he had like a 1-5 or some, yeah. something stupid. Or Andrew McCutcheon in 2013. Those are two Ooh, good ones. Like MVP. Good list. I, like the, I like that list. Justin, who do you have for your scariest versions of players? All right, so I don't mention. I have Shane Victorino in the playoffs. I feel like he was just clutch any time. <laughs> he always would get a grand slam. <laughs> in, in some even, on, even on Boston, he, he had plenty of hits when that 2013 team. So I had him on him. Number three. Got Harper in the 2022 playoffs. <laughs> I mean, come on. It was. It just felt like every time he went up. I mean, yeah. like I. I mean, I don't want to sit here and be like I'm a Lebr- like. There's always like LeBron memes that he lies about certain things. Like I don't want to sit here and say, oh, I thought Bryce was gonna hit that home run against the Padres, but you know, everybody has a feeling. But yeah, yeah. So of course I got Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Two, I got David Freeze in 2011 okay. uh, in, the, in the World Series. I mean, down. Down to the last strike, the Rangers were were gonna win the World Series if he doesn't get that hit, and yeah. then comes back up in the eleventh, hits walk off home run to go to Game Seven, and they eventually win. And number one, uh, I got Barry Bonds in two thousand one. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seventy three home runs and six hundred sixty four plate appearances. I mean, you could say steroids, but I've so we talked about steroids like last last time on here. But yeah. again, I, I still think just because you use steroids. You still have to hit the baseball. Exactly. Right? You still have to hit a fastball. Yeah. And that's why, like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. We talked about that last time, but, yeah. like, he should be even pre Hall of Fame, he 400 plus home runs. Yeah. Like, you can't use that argument against him. So, yeah, I got Barry Bonds. Yeah. I mean, like, I, we were going to talk about Bonds and before <laughs> yeah. his roids yeah. and stuff, but against Scott Rowland. But we'll bring that a different day. But for my top three, uh, mine's kind of similar to Justin's, but yeah. I have two honorable mentions and they both involve one player. So I have. Uh, Stanton versus the Red Sox. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And I also have Stanton um, tw- in 2017 when he was with the Marlins and he had 59 homers. Uh, I think he was just unstoppable. Uh, I also have Roy did Bonds. So, yeah. uh, 2001 uh, Bonds, I mean, 73 home runs. That's insane. So um, I also have playoff Bryce in there as well. I mean, you every time you expected him to come up, I mean, you're expecting an extra base hit. Not It doesn't have to be a home run. It could be a double. But, like, he had like ten, or like double digits uh, in the playoffs. Uh, this playoffs, I mean, and even with the Nationals, he still did well for the yeah. Nationals when he made the playoffs with them. So, I just have overall playoff uh, Bryce, and then uh, my other one, I had MVP Bellinger. So scary. I think, <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he was very scary to go. That up was a very him. underrated season. Yeah, I mean, he deserved that MVP. I mean, he also deserved his Rookie of the Year that he won in twenty seventeen. I mean, that April that he had was nuts. So I mean. He, and the June, I think it was, but I mean, those guys, I mean, all those, I mean, I don't want to go against them. Like like those, like those are scary. I mean, uh, Kara, who do you have for yours? I, similar to you, I just have playoff stand in general. I Mm -hmm. think stand in the playoffs is just incredible. Like when he gets in that, in that box and that stance, he doesn't move and he just stands in the box and it's, it's it's scary (laughs) to think about. Um, I do have, I, I'm thinking bonds too. I, uh, I'm thinking bonds is just in a category himself. You scariest players you don't want to play. Um, and I, I was thinking pitching-wise, I have Mariano Rivera, not even as a Yankees fan, but just scary somebody to, to face in the playoffs. Mariano Rivera, you don't want to hit, go against a guy. I think him. And then in kind of the opposite end, scariest, not in a good way, in a bad way, I just think Chapman pitching. I <laughs> Chapman in the mound. Him pitching scares me. So that's why I have him in the opposite way, not scariest in a good way, scariest in a bad way. Well, so. Red's Chapman for scary yeah. good. Yeah, that would be and then in like the playoffs, 106 mile per hour. Chapman. Right, right, and then 
against the Astros, scary in a bad way. Against yeah. So that's I have to add in there because it's just to kind of change up a bit. But again, I think very, very different takes uh, again so far. We've talked a lot about today. Jerseys, players, yeah. you know, hats bringing in there, advertisements, a lot of changes in the leagues. And a lot not, of good not a good topic. And I think we'll see a lot of development as the players are going to come because spring training is coming up soon and pitchers and catchers reporting soon. we got the World Baseball Classic oh, yeah. coming up. So a lot to talk about in this week, but a great episode nonetheless. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you so much guys for joining us today on this other episode of the 10th Inning Podcast on Roman Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You've been listening to the 10th Inning Podcast with your hosts, Jack Miller and Cara Guno. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find 10th Inning and every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching for Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your podcasts.